0: The following is a presentation of Team Bonding, providing more than 100 live, virtual, or hybrid corporate team-building activities for companies around the world. Visit teambonding.com to schedule
1: your event now. Hello again, team. It's me, Rich Riddensland, which means you must be listening to your all-new favorite podcast, Team Building Around the World the podcast where I speak to people from the team-building, team-bonding industry from all over the globe. And today, I have with us all the way from Mexico, Gabriel Gabo Quiano. He's a, a wonderful man that I'm sure you're going to enjoy. But of course, before we get to Gabo, let me take a second here and throw some love out there to my supporters. The show is supported by the Catalyst Team Building Network. Find out more about the world's largest network of team-building providers at CatalystGlobal.com. We also want to thank our friends at B1G1, which can make your business a real force for good. Visit B1G1.com to get started. And now back in 2015, uh, Catalyst Global actually invited its Mexican partners, uh, including my new friend, Gabo Quiano. Ladies and gentlemen, please give him a huge round of applause. That's just a small group of people I keep trapped under my desk, Gabbo. They they applaud when I tell them to, and I give them small scraps. Lucky guys. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for joining us. So uh, please tell my audience, uh, as, as they're trying to learn quickly who you are, a little bit about yourself.
0: Perfect. So, yeah, as you properly mentioned, uh, I I have the honor to be invited to be part of the family of capitalists uh, around the world and the network. And 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 opened the business in Mexico in 2015. It's a very interesting turn of things because um, I was living in the Middle East when all this happened. I was living in Qatar, mm. and because I I was an expat for ten years, uh, moving around companies in the FMCG world with a very strong background on sales and distribution. I've I've sold a little bit of everything, uh, from chocolates, pet food, cereals, chips, energy drinks, whatever you you name it. Most probably, I've been I've put it on a shelf. Nice and yeah, so it's it's been very interesting. Since that, I developed this um, taste and this pleasure of being part of the people development uh, area of the corporate world. And and you, you will laugh about it. It was in Dubai when I had the chance to be part of a. Catalyst event as a participant hmm. and, and together with my wife and she was working in a boutique event company, uh, we spoke about it and actually she found Catalyst and she pushed me to make contact to Catalyst and, and start asking questions about, uh, taking the business to Mexico. So that's a little bit, uh, 10 years as an expat, 15 years of, uh, FMCG sales experience, And a big passion for uh, people development and and i ended up with a team building uh business
1: in mexico so um how did that begin for you i mean what what was it like just just burgeoning into this market in mexico
0: well i'm originally from mexico born and raised in in monterrey so after 10 years in outside uh, and well just we went from hungary to Qatar to dubai to kuwait to oman we moved all over and we always knew that we wanted to come back and and we found in, 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 in this industry a way of giving something back to the corporate world that had given so much to us. And just to give a little bit more background, when my first move was to Hungary in Budapest, mm-hmm. and I was in a role where I had to be, uh, develop and facilitate trainings for the field force, for the sales teams. So it was, in a way, it was in the blood, it was not a, that hard to transition. To the business, however, it was really hard to manage a, a business so far away for almost three years. We recently came back to Mexico to focus 100% on the on catalyst and on the team building business. Okay. So the precision was smooth, but the operation was a little bit hard, to be honest. Well, how so? Well, managing a business for, with a eight, nine hour uh, different time zone difference ah. made it very complicated. So I, I, I kept making fun of myself because I, I kept telling my, the family during the day, I, I sell consuming goods. And during the night, we we develop and we sell team buildings. So <laughs> we set up a whole team. We set up a business structure. We set up a business model uh, from a distance and not being physically in Mexico. And there was a lot of learnings in the process uh, mm. on from being your corporate employee to being an entrepreneur. On a completely new business uh, that you had only done it from inside the client side. Now sure. you were the actual service provider, so it was a very interesting uh, process. To be honest, three four years later, we decided to pack our things and continue with the original plan, which was to come back to Mexico and focus on the on the on the capitalist uh, business.
1: Well, what was Mexico like when you were trying to get this off the ground? I mean, did they even have a team building industry? What was it? What was what were you facing? And and uh, by way of uh, competitors,
0: very good question. Um, and 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 it's what I'm about to say might come up uh, during our conversation more than once. Okay, Mexico, it is still when it comes to the corporate world, and even outside the corporate world, it's still a quite hierarchical culture. Okay, okay? so very depending on the on the company and 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 how developed they are, you can still find a lot of the yes boss culture. Okay. Gotcha. And at the beginning, it was very hard, uh, especially to break the barriers of the medium and small small business of the country, which is the majority. Mm. Uh, it, it's not hard to, to to the big corporates and the big multinationals to come and knock our doors, but it's harder to go to those other level of, of businesses. So it, it took a little bit of time to let people understand that There is more than just having fun. When we started our operations, it was very common to hear uh, companies of real big companies and real size companies saying, look, this is this is very expensive. When I compare it to last year's barbecue and pool party, uh, (laughs) why are we going to do this? I just go and buy uh, cans of beers and and barbecue and the pool and we're going to have fun. And that's it. It took us good three to five years to start having a different dialogue with the uh, with the companies and with the clients. Hmm.
1: Well, let, let's talk a little bit because um, there's probably not a lot of people in my audience right now who, who will understand that whole yes boss mentality or or not the way that you're describing it. When you say it's har- uh, hierarchical, you mean it's more focused on top down thinking, meaning that the, the boss is in charge of everything and everybody else just does whatever they want.
0: Yes. Thank you for putting the right words into it. Oh, sure. Uh, it is like that. It is like that. Uh, eh, having the openness and the freedom to challenge uh, upwards might be very different to other regions, like, for example, in Europe or even in, in, in Middle East. I haven't worked in the U.S., so I wouldn't be able to, say to, to give an opinion. Mm-hmm. But it's very different to open the dialogue and to challenge upwards.
1: Well, let me give an example here. Um, Say I'm one of those bosses. Explain to me why I should be doing things differently.
0: Uh, Why you should be doing things different? Yeah. Well, definitely, uh, when you bring new talent into an organization, when you bring new way of thinking and a a younger opinion, definitely there is value in hearing different points of views. And, And we can call it many areas or fields of the business, call it sales, call it logistics, call it uh, production the way things been done forever doesn't mean that it's the only or is the only right way of doing things right. uh, so there's always room for improvement doesn't matter where and from who it comes
1: great so now tell me a little bit about you 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 say you're married and yep. and you were you were in sales before you you decided to get into this which is really when you think about it it's a new way of doing sales right
0: yes completely
1: So you're selling an idea you're selling not only the motivational things you're not not only the events themselves but you're selling the new way of doing it correct what is it about you that even makes you want to tackle that sort of thing what made you think team bonding that's someplace i want to go
0: okay let me tell you for example you you made a really good question just uh, a minute a second ago about how do you put a new idea how do you uh challenge upwards and and this is something that I really uh, believe that with team buildings you're able to do because you create a safe environment of uh, encouraging people, team members, associates in organizations mm-hmm. to speak up to give their opinion. And sometimes it's, it's very interesting. And I've seen this before. Uh, let's let's call any example. We're having a F, you, you know our team building where you construct F1 carton cars, and uh-huh. not, and all of a sudden you see. Someone from the plant, from the production team, challenging a a senior manager in his team saying, listen, that's not not how you should be cutting. And at that moment, challenging something so simple doesn't mean anything, Mm. but it it gave him the freedom to speak up and to give an opinion that probably it will be taken forward. When, when we sell an idea about team buildings to our clients, mm-hmm. we always tell them it's not an immediate impact. It's not something that you will be able to measure it uh, with more sales, with more products produced. It's the impact that it has going forward the day after the team building, you know, and the coming days and the coming time. And that's more or less how we, we like to focus when, when we approach clients.
1: Okay. What kind of impacts do you tell them that they can get? Because I'm sure someone, especially in that kind of marketplace, they're thinking, well, if I'm not going to see anything from this, why should I even bother to do it?
0: No, the thing is, you you can see it. You definitely can see it. Like what? That, like, for example, uh, Mexico is a market that multinationals are very used to bring talent from uh, other Latin Latin American regions. Okay. Venezuela, Brazil, uh, this and that. And there, there is always... The initial communication curve of adapting with local talent with the uh, imported talent. And, and it's very interesting. And, and this is a, a brief that we get very common from big companies like, listen, I got a new, a new director coming from Brazil. Communication needs to get better very quickly. Mm. And then we start talking about that's a very easy kind of measuring an impact, right? Great. It didn't produce more. It didn't sell more but it had a very positive impact within the team. And you get the callbacks and you get the feedback in the coming weeks. Or yeah, this specific topic that was brought up during the closing session of the team building, we can see an effect uh, in the real life in the day-to-day office. Hmm. And, and these are the kind of things.
1: Yeah, I, I also, I, I see a lot of when I'm out there because I, I'm on the facilitator side, meaning I'm one of the ones in the field running the events in front of clients. And I get a lot of them saying, OK, at the end, what good was all of this? Yeah. And trying to explain to them that, well, you just talked to somebody for over an hour that you haven't really spoken to in a long time. Um, it's, it's sort of like when I get together and I, and they're breaking down into teams I'm like don't break departments in with the same people they've already talked they always talk to. Yeah spread yeah, about.
0: Yeah. This is why we need to be very smart when when, when we put together the teams right as facilitators. yep make sure we can put the people that only talk to each other all day long. So, um, so yeah.
1: what is it about what is about team bonding that, or team building rather that um, is essential to your country?
0: There, there's two things that I always tell clients. First of all is the credentials, right? The credentials that we have as a network when being approached by clients are amazing, right? Whenever we have a client approaching us and asking for this and that, we have so many points of references around the world uh, between with between partners, between uh, the network that we can put on the table and build that confidence and trust from the clients to us. and And that adds a lot of value. And secondly, the portfolio of options and and events that we have is just so wide that it approaches so many briefs, so many points, so many things that an organization would like to approach Mm -hmm. that we can offer that kind of things to them. So I think we are always a step ahead when it comes to the level of quality and quantity of events that we have and Mm. the network and the credentials to build trust with our
1: clients. Very well put. Uh, Gabo, bear with me just one quick second. I need to step away from you for a bit and go and pay some bills as they say on this side. So hold on one second for me. And let me take a break and tell my team a moment about Catalyst Team Building Network, an association of team building providers. With representatives in over 90 countries speaking more than 20 languages, the Catalyst Network is widely regarded as the voice of the team building industry. Network members share resources, best practices, and business opportunities. Catalyst partners are learning from each other and pushing the boundaries of what is possible in team building. Catalyst network members share a common goal of creating highly relevant, socially responsible, good-valued experiences for their clients. For more information, please visit CatalystGlobal.com. The Catalyst Global Team Building Network, the world's largest network of team building providers. All right, my friend, I'm back. So let's talk about that first experience again. Uh, What was the event that you and your wife went to? Well,
0: it was separate.
1: Uh, Oh, okay. Yeah, I was in
0: Dubai, and I was working for British American Tobacco, BAT, a global company in the the world of tobacco. Mm. And actually, I started with them in Mexico, and they were the ones who exported me to Hungary, and then they moved me to the Middle East. Okay. And we had this our flat out formula one event is probably one of my favorites. Mm. I'm a big fan of F one. And BAT organized this sales event in or of the F one event on the jazz Formula One track in Abu Dhabi.
1: Okay.
0: Oh. And and literally we were building the F one cars of the team building over the pit stops of the real Formula One track. That's amazing. Imagine that. Imagine you're there on the actual Concrete where mm-hmm. the F1 car comes and the teams are entering the beats. And while you're building a carton car, these guys are doing the real thing. And then you turn up and you can see the Jazz Hotel, which runs over the track. <laughs> so it was such an amazing memory, Richard, that it, it really impacted me. Forever. And and from that moment on, I wanted to know who was the, the, the company that offered that team event. Right. And and, and I came back and I told my wife, I was in, we were living in Qatar, but the event took place in Abu Dhabi. Mm-hmm. And I went back to Qatar and I told my wife about this amazing event that I, I was part of it. And and we talk about it. And imagine that years later uh, we moved to Dubai. Yeah. And my wife starts working with a company that organizes uh corporate event. Mm. And this company hires our partner in Dubai, the Catalyst partner in Dubai. So that was a way of closing the circle. And my <laughs> wife comes up and she says, listen, I finally found out who they are. We want to check them out. And then the rest is,
1: is, is, is history. Here yeah. we are with them. That's nicely done. Now, um, yeah. almost like it was meant to be for you. Yes, but, yes, um, yes, just so my um, my my audience knows, what is it that you do with these cardboard cars once you have them built? Okay,
0: so you build teams. You you build a real, almost a real size Formula One car yep. uh, out of cardboard, and and then every team we will line them up. It's a very nice team building because it has a lot of collaboration between teams when building, and mm. it has a a small taste of of competition, right? Of this of this healthy competition because at the end we will line them up. And a driver will jump inside the car and two or three pushers, uh, people, will be pushing each (laughs) of the cars to the finish line. And (laughs) and it's really fun. It's really, really fun because then quality plays a big part. Whoever built the car with the highest quality possible will make it to the end. Doesn't mean that they will end, but they will make it. Whoever did not put a lot of attention to details will not make it their car will be dismantling on the middle of the track flying all over the place
1: <laughs> How would you do how did your team do that first time We
0: did well uh, we did really well we had a we had a I don't know I remember third, I think third place
1: Very nice Twenty
0: cars uh Richard uh, we were built that that day I remember
1: Awesome I I love yeah. that I love that event that is that is an exciting event to be a part of um, It is it is a very nice one. Now, speaking of, of cars and events, um, I do want to actually switch gears for a quick second. See what I did? That's called a segue. Let's talk about charity work. Uh, what kind of charities do you folks have down there in Mexico?
0: It's a very interesting topic. We are part, because uh, when you started the program, you mentioned B1G1. B- right, B1G1, yep. Yeah. We are part of it. We are part of B1G1 since 2016, if I'm correct. Okay. And we have this uh, internal uh, guideline approach that whenever we sell an event we give something back to, we give something to B1G1. Mm. There is not a fixed amount. We just depend, we decide how much we give. And 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 it's, it's just a way of giving back. Uh, yep. There is something that it's on the works and it's been on the works for more than a year is uh, I have approached B1G1. We would like to have a project that is from Mexico. If you know how B1G1 works, you have projects all over the world and you decide right. where to give back something and it can be on education it can be on health it can be on business development Mm -hmm. it can be a shelter different projects but none of them are in mexico unfortunately Mm. so we've been working on on something with uh b1g1 people hopefully we get something soon and that's from the that one one of the sites from the other one as you will now know well no team bonding we have a good amount of social responsibility events Okay. Yep. There is an issue in, in that we we are in the pro, we want to do more where we want to, to get it right. Is and it's, it comes to trust. Big companies they don't want to give to the big organizations of the big social organizations. Okay. And the small ones they want to trust the independent uh, social uh, organizations. Hmm. So you won't believe it. It's not easy for us to find a good click between client and
1: organizations. So you're saying you're saying they're looking for more of a local impact, something that they can definitely see.
0: Yes, that's it. Um, The ones that are very formal, very big, that have been there for a very long time. Right. Companies don't want to get be associated with them. Mm. They want to be associated with the upcoming ones. Mm. Okay, getting an approach with the upcoming ones is not very easy because of. The different situations that our country is going through in terms of trust, in terms of transparency, in terms of security. Hmm. So it is not very easy. Uh, we do something. We found two of them uh, that we have partner up for the building a dream event, which is the one that teams will build bikes and they donate. Okay. Uh, so so far that's what have, we have been doing. We have a long way on this one specifically, Richard. We hmm. need to get better.
1: Well, thankfully, you're trying to get there. You should be very proud just for even attempting it, because mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's so seems to be so easy in the world today to put aside uh, thinking about other people and just think about yourself. So I applaud you even for doing that that much. Thank you, thank you.
0: Definitely, I think it's 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 one of those things that us uh, in bonding catalyst and all of us as a network. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really in our DNA uh, when, when we have our calls when we have our, our meetings it always comes up and, I, and we really feel proud of it and, and we all do and, and we all try to, to do a little bit more at our own pace but as you said the, the idea is never to forget about it just keep it there and, and keep it running
1: Fantastic and with that in mind Gabo give me one more minute while I take time to tell my team all about B1G1 which can make your business a real force for good When you're part of B1G1, you bring new purpose, meaning, and relevance to your business by making giving a core of what you do. Unlike conventional giving models, B1G1 helps small and medium sized businesses achieve more social impact by embedding giving activities in their everyday business operations to create unique giving stories. Every business transaction can impact lives from as little as just one cent. So please visit b1g1.com to get started. B1G1, business for good. All right, my friend. Let's have some fun. Can you give me your your favorite memory of an event that you've either led or been a part of? I will. It's a funny one. Good. Uh,
0: <laughs> so just like you, Richard, I also facilitate um, many of the team buildings that, that we we organize so the events. And I don't know if you're familiar, but I will explain you that we have an event called the
1: Domino Effect, which I'm, is basically I've heard something like it. So go ahead and give me yeah. give me your definition.
0: It's amazing. It's one of my favorites. It's a very simple event, where but with a lot of uh, takeouts, where teams will be uh, will build a domino uh, rally, mm-hmm. okay, a domino effect. And I was facilitating, and we've been more than an hour into the event, mm-hmm. and so, we were all having a good time. Teams were really into it, and interesting enough, there were like seven teams, and out of their own, they decided instead of having seven domino rallies. They wanted to have a a, a really big one. That's just fantastic. One. And and this is something that we didn't tell them. We didn't ask them. They just came from them and they decided to do it. So it was, wow, everything was going amazing. And I'm walking around the room. And we, as I said, we were more than an hour into the into the event.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And I'm walking around the teams and I'm giving them a good word. Like, you're doing amazing. Why don't you change this? Why don't you think of adding this? And dah, dah, dah. Right. And then I take a turn. And you won't believe it, I step on one of the domino rallies. <laughs> oh, no! And I just destroyed And they were finished. It was one of the teams who had finished earlier. <laughs> oh. oh, Richard, I remember look, their, their eyes at me. They wanted to, so they were like kicking me out of the event. <laughs> so it was a very funny one. And, and, it's, and it's interesting because after that day, whenever I facilitated specifically, domino effect event i i always tell the audience this story and and it acted like an icebreaker and everybody has a good laugh and i promise them that i will be careful so it's (laughs) a memory that i will remember forever
1: oh my well yeah i don't think they'd forget that one either anytime soon (laughs) No, I love yeah. those I love those events because well, the one thing anybody out there uh, who's listening to us who who don't actually take part in these kinds of events and are just listening to to you know to see what this kind of podcast is about before deciding whether or not they love it, which they will by the way. Um but when teams go from being that that ultra competitive, uh my team's better than your team, here's why we're going to win and you're going to lose. When they go from that mentality to then suddenly deciding they're all going to work together, that is actually a brilliant way to be. And it always surprises me in, in the most pleasant way.
0: Yes, it does. It, it, and, and, and this is what I mean. I mean, there is always a takeout on even if it's not as measurable as sales increasing. There is so, always something to build on on what you observe on what teams live on what Mm -hmm. they went through on, on simple things or on, on, on conversations while having
1: a team building. Right, right. Exactly right. So, yeah, um, you were talking about icebreakers a minute ago Um, for, for those who don't know an icebreaker is usually just a a quick game that we play to get people to know each other. What are some of your favorites? My
0: favorite is one that I, I, I recently started using and, and it's a, it's a funny story because I, a long time ago, during one of the trainings as a, as a sales team member, they put a video to us about, uh, sorry, let me just think of the word about theater that you don't plan the, How do you call it? Theater that you, you go on the go, you start building the lines as you
1: improvisation, improv,
0: theater. or is, is that the way, right way of saying it? Yep. In this kind of theater, which is amazing. They use a line that is called yes. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you're but it's a, it's a very interesting way of buying a second and really thinking of what you want to say. So it's I, I, it, it stuck in my head, and I've been, it's been forever since I saw the video for the first time. And I said, well, why don't I still with re- re- this, pride this idea and I turn it into an icebreaker? And so now many times where I have an audience and we're about to start team building, We play the yes and uh, improvisation game. And basically it's about going, when it's a small team, going one by one of the participants Mm -hmm. and ask them to build upon their expectations of the team building or what they are thinking about or how would they like to check in before going to the big event. So Mm -hmm. I I normally start and I say, look, uh, we're here gathered together. Uh, We're going to have an amazing team. And and I'm really looking forward for the funny moments of today. And then I turn into my eyes into the, one of the participants, and mm-hmm. she has to say yes, and and she builds upon above what I said. Mm. And, and it's really interesting because then you start setting expectations. You know what they're looking for. You know what they want want to take out of this event because they will start sharing things like yes, and and I hope to meet new people. Great. And then okay, and then you get an input. You got something to 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 take from. Uh, the team building and what they're they're expecting from the team building so it's very interesting i this is it's a simple thing that i created but it really works
1: and it's always fun when you get towards the end and those people unfortunately at the end of that chain going everybody picked what i was going to say so they have to come up with something brand new it is really interesting because
0: when you get to that part, uh, all of the time, one of the last ones will say, "Yes, and I agree with everything you said, and I'm looking for uh, the dinner at night where we're going to have a great time." And you go, okay, that's part, of, that's part of, the, of the of the communication. That's part of the game. So it's I love it. I really that's really great.
1: Like it. Here in the here in the states, we're of course still sheltering in place, uh, battling COVID nineteen uh what's that like with you down in mexico
0: Pretty much the same uh Richard, really much shut up, shut down since uh yeah. march no uh physical team building no events nothing right. like that um, slowly since the first of june the country at uh, the state level and federal level we tried to come back but it's not looking very promising we're gonna have to take a step back as a society and probably go slower
1: how are you tackling that on the business
0: side? It's been tough, Richard. Uh, we, as a benefit and, and the blessing of being part of this great network that we are of the biggest in-building company in the world and, and as a network, mm-hmm. we very fast in developing online experiences. Great. How do we make our physical, our face-to-face events into a, an, a virtual world? And I think we've been very good at it. I think... In Mexico specifically, since we are still in the process of adapting team buildings as a as a very common thing as a as a developed industry, I see. I think uh, it's going to take longer to jump from physical to online, and and the appetite it hasn't been as fast as in other markets. Mm. The honest and fair i think we, we it's, it's it's been tough uh, everywhere it's been tough but uh here you add up all different things different elements as in how mature the team building industry it is right and then it an impact.
1: Mm. i'm sorry to hear that i mean good luck to you um Thank you. but it is good on a positive note that you're a part of this catalyst network where you can reach out and and ask for advice or ask for help or even ask for uh, new events.
0: Yes, yes. And look, we, we are very confident that multinationals have been approaching. There's been a lot of development, a lot of conversation with, with clients, repeat purchases and new clients. I think it's just a matter of, of timing uh, when it, when we break through and, and things will pop up. Now, we had an amazing 2019, very good new clients coming aboard. We had a really good first two months of the year. Mm-hmm. So keeping the positive side of it and, and looking at the, at the best of it, we are very confident that teams will need to reunite, will need to strengthen their bonds. And we're sure that all of us, we will be there for them. And, and we will be part of this development as, as, as human beings and as teams. Uh, we will put our efforts to, to help out and to be part of that process.
1: Fantastic. Gabo, I am I cannot tell you how much I've enjoyed talking to you. You're absolutely amazing and I love the enthusiasm. It just sounds like whatever problems you're having right now, especially with your sales background, it's simply about selling this idea of changing things up a bit to those clients. And I think you've got what it takes to get yourself there.
0: Thank you very much, Richard. It is that. keeping things positive, being patient. I think we all need to to take a step back and, and be patient, but be active at the same time. And, and we will get there. We will all do. And, and hand in hand, we have an amazing network and we're always here to support each other and support our clients and the big and the companies who, who will be going through this process. We will do it with them.
1: Thank you, my friend. Um, but now... We're going to actually put you a little bit on the hot seat here, especially as a facilitator, somebody who's put people through these, what could to them be very traumatizing events when they start. I'm going to actually put you on the hot seat because it's time for our speed round. Now to explain to everybody what this is, for 60 seconds, I'm going to ask Gabo here a series of questions and he's going to answer as quickly as he can. The point, of course, being be quick, have fun and enjoy yourself. Think you're ready? Ready. All right, my friend. Hold on. And here we go. What is your name? Gabriel Picano. El Gabo. What is um your favorite day of the week? Friday. Do you have any pets? Yes, I have two great Danes. If you could oh. ask if you could ask one of your great Danes any questions, what would it be? <laughs> Do you um, why are you so clumsy? <laughs> <laughs> What's the most courageous thing you've ever done? Most courageous
0: thing I ever done. Um, packing my bags and leaving home to a country that I had never been.
1: Fantastic. Before. Now, yeah. in, in the life of your, in the movie of your life, who would you like to play you? Um, Daniel Day Lewis. Who's your favorite sports star? Hmm.
0: Uh, b- 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 Joe
1: Montana. Okay. Oh, Joe Montana. Fantastic. All <laughs> right. Thank you so very much. Ladies and gentlemen, my team out there, please give a big round of applause to Gabriel Chiano. Yes. Gabo, thank you so very much for being with us. Um, I cannot tell you how wonderful it has actually been talking to you. And for you out there, my team, thank you so much for listening to Team Building Around the World. If you like this show, please share it with a friend or a colleague, and we'd be grateful if you would subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your favorite podcasts, and leave us a favorable review. If you didn't like today's show, just shut up about it. It's fine. All past episodes can be found at teambonding.com. But that's going to be it for me, my friends. I have been Rich Land, and if you are within the sound of my voice, always remember you're on my team, and I'm on yours. Thank you, everyone, and we will see you next time.